I'm Lisa, and welcome back to another episode of Hello Algebra Teachers Unfiltered. I'm gearing up for back to school, or at least I'm kind of pretending to. I have started making mental lists of things that I would like to get done before we fully dive into the upcoming school year. But the keyword here is that they are mental lists. I haven't actually done anything on that list um, simply because I'm trying really hard this year to honor my summer and just take a break to relax. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I haven't done things for teachers pay teachers or business stuff, but in terms of thinking about the school year and all of that, I've really tried to set a boundary and just let it marinate in my thoughts. So with that, I want to chat with you today about three things that I can't not have when teaching. So even though I'm in theory not thinking about school, there are three things that I know for a fact that I can't not have inside of my classroom. Interactive notebooks or some form of guided notes, self-checking resources, and then possibly my favorite of all three is candy. Can you relate to any of these? I remember the first time that I was introduced to interactive notebooks. I was sitting in a graduate class. There were approximately 10 of us, and we were doing individual presentations of some sort. I think I did mine on teacherpreneurship. I'm not really sure how that worked into the class that we were in, because. It, but then again, I don't really remember what the class was about at this point. But so we're doing these individual presentations, and an elementary school teacher was doing a presentation on her math interactive notebook. She taught fourth or fifth grade, and if you teach elementary, please do not be offended by what I'm about to say. So I was sitting there, and I just remember thinking to myself, what a waste of time. It felt like we were cutting out multiple pieces of paper into little tiny pieces, then playing a matching game where we ended up gluing the pieces back together like a puzzle, and then we were coloring it all like it was a big coloring book. I honestly envisioned little schnipples of paper everywhere that you could never fully clean up, just like glitter. Was that a great first impression? Definitely not. There was nothing in that presentation that screamed, you should do this in your classroom. If anything, it really turned me off to them. And all I thought was, this is why my high schoolers can't do simple addition and subtraction. Again, if you're an elementary school teacher, please don't be offended by that. It was just one scenario and it was just like one small little tiny thing that I saw. And I didn't really see the big picture of the interactive notebooks. It was just this one example and this one like little tiny glimpse. Fast forward a few years and I wanted to try out guided notes in my classroom. I was over constantly asking students to write down the notes that we were doing on the board. Um, and the easiest way for me to combat that was a guided notes packet. They were great. I had more students taking notes than previously and it cut down a lot on the lag time of waiting for students to copy things down from the board. In particular, anytime we had a word problem, for me as a teacher, it felt like it took days for some of my students to write down the word problem. So guided notes took all of that out. Honestly, I probably would be using them today if I wasn't gut punched every time I watched a student toss their package straight into the trash the moment that we finished the notes. And it literally was the same day that we finished the last page of notes, those notes would end up in the recycling bin. There seemed to be no carryover that these notes would be helpful in a few weeks or that maybe we should keep them to reference. I could mention it until I was blue in the face that we should keep our notes and that 
they're going to be used, you know, three weeks from now, or what happens when we forget how to blank if we don't have our notes because we threw them out. But the reality of it was that the trash can is where they were going. And quite frankly, that was the culture of where I was working at the time. Now, where do interactive notebooks come in? That summer, I had an aha moment. I probably saw something on Instagram that was subconsciously marinating in my thoughts. And right before school was starting the following year, it clicked. I didn't see interactive notebooks as this big spiel of cutting pieces of paper into little tiny pieces of paper and lots of gluing and lots of coloring and little snipples of a mess here, there, and everywhere. So I tried it. And to this day in my classroom, I swear by interactive notebooks. Essentially, we're creating our own individual mini textbooks that we can reference throughout the year. And even in future math classes, the notebooks I've done have changed slightly here and there. For instance, this year, instead of having one table of contents for the whole entire school year, we're going to do it per unit or per chapter of material. And then we're also going to add in tabs for each of these sections. So it'll just be a little bit easier for us to find um, something that we're looking for. So we know that everything on solving equations will be in unit one. So we can just quickly flip through the unit one material or check the unit one table of contents versus having to go through the entire table of contents for the whole year. I just think for me and my students, it'll be a little bit easier to do something like that. I'm also sticking to having notes that we just fold and glue. I've done notes in the past that had flaps or doors that we had to kind of cut a little bit of the notes, not that we were cutting them apart completely, but we would, you know, snip the paper a little bit so that we had a flap or a door. I've done notes where they were tiered, but it turned out being more of a headache than not a headache in terms of trying to get students to fold their papers correctly. And then we had to stay and blah, 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 blah. So for me in my classroom, the thing that seems to work the best is just folding the paper and then gluing it into our notebooks. Since I've started using interactive notebooks, I've had a lot more student ownership of learning happen. So not only do my students tend to take more pride in the notes that they are taking, but they'll actually use them like notes. I never had students flip back to a previous section of their notebooks to reference old material until I started using interactive notebooks. For me as a teacher, it makes me happy to know that my students actually care about their notes. And if they don't, they're really good at faking it as if they do care about their notes. I've also noticed that they're really quick to help each other out and say, hey, did you check your notes on page 13 where we were solving multi-step equations? That might help. Notes like this also help me feel a little bit more organized, confident, and it gives our classroom a routine. Students know exactly what to expect, and it just works. Right after we complete our notes and glue them into our notebooks, we transition right into some sort of practice, and I can guarantee you that that practice is going to be self-checking. I talk a lot about using templates for Google Sheets for creating activities for the classroom because there are so many amazing benefits. I personally love using them because they're engaging, they provide instant feedback, and they're self-grading. And to be honest, who wouldn't want that in their classroom? Instant feedback has been huge for my students. 
they automatically know if their answers are correct or if they're incorrect, and it has allowed them to advocate for help on specific problems. I've also noticed more of an effort to try. There's something about a paper worksheet being so set in stone and like the end of the world if you get something wrong. But when we're working on digital activities where they're self-checking, so things are turning green and red and my students are using a mini whiteboard to work, they just will keep working and practicing and trying. And in a lot of cases, they don't even realize that the class period is almost over and they will quite literally work until the bell rings, which is a pretty awesome feeling as a teacher. And then if it's not digital, because some days we just don't have the brain space for digital activities, we use flashcards or task cards with answers on the back. They're still self-checking. So having the opportunity to practice with instant feedback stops students from completing an entire activity incorrectly because they misunderstood a skill. And there's a lot less of, Missy, is my answer right? I can spend more time helping students individually and correcting common mistakes students are making or a specific student is making versus having to spend time checking answers. What I do hear a lot more of is, Miss A, can I have a Jolly Rancher? Which brings me to the third thing that I can't live without in my classroom. Jolly Rancher, Starlight Mints, and Dum Dum Lollipops. Are they for me? Absolutely. Are they for the kids too? Of course. They're a great reward for both of us, and they're also a great pick-me-up when we're in a slump. And honestly, they're also a great bribe. I used Jolly Ranchers once to bribe a class of seventh graders that I was covering, and let me tell you, it worked great. I have tied them to our classroom economy system. They are connected to our spinning wheel, and they're an integral part of my regular classroom management. One of my favorite things to do is walk around the room with the jar of Jolly Ranchers when everyone is working very hard and just start passing them out. There's a little twinkle in my students' eyes followed with a big thank you. And I just remind them that they're doing a great job and to keep it up. And it honestly just works. So three things I absolutely cannot live without inside my classroom. Interactive notes or some form of guided notes, self-checking resources, again, digital or paper-based, and then candy. To chat more with me about any of the things I mentioned in this podcast, send me a DM over on Instagram at Hello Algebra. And I'll see you in the next one.